Welcome to Story Over Everything with Edward Atwell and Chaz Reed. What's going on, everybody? This is Aaron here with Story Over Everything. I'm with my co-host, as usual, Chaz Reed. What's happening, man? Yo, what's going on, bro? How's everything? Um, It's going good, man. Busy week up until today. I think, what, what was you going to say? No complaints or anything? <laughs> Wait, I'm getting there. Okay, right. Full of complaints. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I had my last project today. At least I think it's my last project with the one customer, the retainer customer. Mm-hmm. Um, sent that off. Everything looked good. Got approved. And then I started rearranging my makeshift office here at the house, as you can see. It's looking sharp, man. We got the the different color lights set up going on. I yeah. mean, I just got a, a, a open window, and that's <laughs> it. That's it. Once the sun goes down, it's a wrap. It's a, that's when we know it's time to stop. There you go. Yes, sir. I also have a uh, string light. Not a string light. It's like a rope light, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put back there in the back. The little, the little loopy loop joint. The, I got you. I know what you're talking about. It's like an LED strip, I think. Yeah. Does it have like the app that you can control the colors with, or is it just like an on and off one? No, it's got an app. You yeah. can change out the colors and what's it, what it's doing and stuff. Yeah, you fancy. I just yeah. all I got is all I got is the sunlight, man. And you know, once once that goes, it's street lights or this candle. I got a candle up here. I can use that. Um, that's all you need. Yeah, but uh, minimalist filmmaking is, you know, that's what I do. And once the sun goes down, if I can't see you in candlelight, I mean, we're just stuck. Yeah, that's time to wrap. Start it up tomorrow. There you go. Exactly. How does, is my video blurry on your side, bro? It is, but um, I think last time we recorded, it, it did the same thing. But then I yeah, I mean, the, it records clean. Video. I was yeah, just curious. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know how it does it, but yeah, it's nah, pretty blurry. I'm not mad about it. Looks like you recorded on the GH2. Right. That's what I can remember. I told you got that external camera. That's what it is. Picked it up at a yard sale. There you go. Must have been free. <laughs> <laughs> I They actually paid me a little, a little bit. There to you take go. It. Good people. Bless their hearts. Yeah, they are good people. So uh, how's your week been, man? I've always been good, man. Um, this is my last full week at the job. And um, it's definitely been easy street since like yesterday. Right. I've like actually been doing exactly what I was putting my slot to do, which is oversee and educate and <laughs> help. Mm-hmm. And not do the work. And I was like, man, if I was doing this the whole time, I would have never, you know, thought about quitting. Would have kept it. But too late now. <laughs> I'm out the door. So, yeah. yeah. One foot out. When's the official last day, man? The official last day is September 30th. That's next Thursday. Next Thursday is the official day out. That is also my last official day um, under contract, I believe. Look at that. Look at there. And then and it's meant to be. It's meant to be, man. And then we're shooting what in what? Two days later, I think. Day later, something like that. Two days. I think it's the next day. Yeah. Easy. That's how we do it, man. We don't skip a beat. Nope. That's no days it, off over here. Get money. Yeah. 
<laughs> Team get money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I like yeah, it, man. Dude. What you got um lined up this weekend? Um, I'm gonna try to go to a yard sale on Saturday, a real yard sale, not the one I got this GH2 at. Okay, that's imaginary yard sale. Okay, what are you looking for? Um, I don't know. Casey wants to go. She just she, uh, randomly wants to go to a yard sale. No, um, she's been selling stuff on eBay. She's got kind of her little side hustle going on, so she's trying oh, yeah? to find some new products. Oh shoot! Well, look, tell Casey come out of Fayetteville. Um, <laughs> bring a truck. <laughs> I got plenty of stuff. You know, I don't really want much. You know, she can give me like five, ten percent. You know, whatever else she makes. I mean, yeah, just give me like five, ten percent. Get rid of a lot of it. I have tons of it. Tons, Same. tons. Please come. I mean, we just redid our bathroom, and she's trying to get a new bed for the kids. Yeah. And it's like, I just got to take so much stuff out of here. It's getting yeah. on my nerves a little bit. Uh, How? She listens to this. I lo- I can't wait to serve her in that way. Oh, my God. <laughs> Spread it on thick, my man. She knows how I feel. Spread it on thick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a new um bedroom set coming in. And Jackie, she's in charge of the photos. Photos for, for selling the stuff. She just got oh. some new some new Android phone, like a S twenty or something like that. She's got the same one I got. I don't know anything about Android, so I know. But it took some dope shots when she um I saw her take a picture somewhere else. I was like, man, that's crispy. That's way better than the last potato you used to take pictures with. And um, she didn't really understand what I was saying, but we all know what I'm saying. Anywho. We get it. Um, yeah, so if she wants to sell a, a bedroom set on eBay, she's definitely um, welcome to come grab this one over here in like <laughs> a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's a S21 Ultra. That's what I got. That's probably uh, what she has. I don't think her number is that high. I feel like it's, it's, it is. I feel like it's, it stopped at 20. No. Well, it's time to get her an upgrade then, man. Nah, she just got this one. She'll have that one for like four years. Jeez. Yeah. That's fine. It's a long time to have one phone. Less money to spend. Who cares? That's true. That's true. All right, everybody. We're going to get this week started. After Chaz tells us about what he was doing in Dubai, before we started recording, he was flipping his passport around trying to look fancy and said to save it for the podcast. So that's what we're here for. Oh. I wasn't trying to look fancy. I was just showing you that I have a full passport that's no longer valid because it's once you fill a passport, it's, they put a stamp through it all the way through it. Um, But no, so I've said it on other podcasts. I used to work overseas. I used to work in a desert in Afghanistan, um, Saudi Arabia and stuff. But the hub where a company would fly us to was Dubai. So I hear people talk about Dubai, like, you know, oh man, I want to go to Dubai. I want to go to Dubai. And I'm that party pooper that's like, oh yeah, Dubai. Cause I like, I literally flew there, you know, multiple times a year. Um, just because the, the companies I was working for, they had airplanes that flew from Dubai into Afghanistan. Right. So you would go to Dubai, you would do like, you're in processing or whatever. 
couple days, and then you would go to the airport and you would fly to, you know, the desert. So when you would come home, excuse me. So when you would come home, they would fly you back to Dubai and Mm -hmm. you're pretty much on your own. Like they're like, we got you back to where we picked you up from. Now you figure the rest out. So um, with them getting me to Dubai, um, it was, it's fairly cheap to travel the world. Once you cross the ocean, it's like a domestic flight. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like I've been to, um, I've been to Kenya. I've been to Ethiopia, um, Thailand. Were all um, these for work or was it vacation while you nah, were over this there was working? Vacation. These were my vacation trips mm. because so like the furthest trip would be um, Thailand. I forgot how many hours the flight was from Dubai, but the plane ticket would be like $600. You know, it's because I'm across the water already. Mm-hmm. I flew to, I, I flew to Africa, two different countries and it was like 200 bucks. That's like going from here to, I could probably fly from Fayetteville to Raleigh, which is like <laughs> an hour drive. And it's probably going to cost me like $200. Probably, you know? So, um, I was just, I was there. Um, I tried to do the group traveling thing, but a lot of people will flake. And I just, I was so adamant on seeing the world, you know, cause it's a lot out there, man. You think your problems are big. Nah, nah, man. I've seen, I've seen the slum slums, like the slums, bro. Like you think, oh man, I'm riding through the projects. Are you nervous or something? Nah. I'm talking about I'm talking about people living with like houses made out of like scrap metal and roofs out of tarps. Like, and they're like in there. You know what I mean? No right. doors, no nothing. You know, walking, walking to and from everywhere. Um, just it really makes you um thankful for the smallest of things you have, mm-hmm. you know, like, and that was really my main reason for, you know, trying to see all these different countries and especially, you know, I was making over six, six figures a year over there, but you know, you had to work to get it. I was, I worked 12 hour shifts, seven days a week. Only days I got off was when I was on leave and I don't know what you're doing right now. I was trying but, to see the screen. Didn't mean to interrupt, bro. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but it's just life changing, man. I I know people now like, oh, you were born here. You were born in your city. You were raised here too. Oh, you still here? Okay. I mean, that's cool. But you know, it's other parts of the world. Like, you ever look down at cars like the highway where you're landing in a plane mm-hmm. and see how small they are? They're a so car. insignificant looking. Yeah, man. I've been on the uh, Burj Khalifa, the world's tallest building. You can't go to the very top floor because it's owned by like the prince or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you can go to like the floor right under it. I want to say it's like 170 something floors or something like that. It's, it's crazy tall. Like, But you can look down at the people and they look like ants. It's like, man, I'm one of those ants. And then you think about like an ant farm and maybe ant farm is this big, but it's so many ants. 
Mm-hmm. But bro, that that ant farm is like a town. You know That's what I'm saying? Town. It's like a town. A town, man. And I ain't talking about a big town. I'm talking about a town with no stoplights. You got stop signs. You ain't even got a stoplight. Definitely no Walmart. That's the ant farm. But we're in this whole world, man. This whole big ant farm we're in. Tell you, man. One time I had a dream, man. I had a dream. It's kind of out there. I don't care. You know, I never care. It's good. That's what we're about here. Um, I had a dream that Earth was the ant farm and the aliens were watching the ant farm the same way we watch ant farms here. Mm. They were like, look at our little plants, like our little our little pets. I mean, you know, give us a little treat here and there. And we like, you know, trip out. And maybe maybe COVID, maybe the ants like did something. I mean, maybe the um the the aliens dropped in like the COVID plant thinking it was like cool. And like they now they're seeing the ants panic, you know, we're like all in the corners, like in our groups of like our ant family. And they're like, look at them, they really don't like this stuff, man. I don't know. I don't even smoke weed anymore, but I mean Are you sure? I think so. <laughs> but I mean, it's crazy, man. I'm just, it's something, man. Whatever. Anywho, uh, let's get to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, that went deep uh, <clears throat> on this week's episode of Encounters with Chaz. <laughs> we should start that podcast too. That'd be mm-hmm. fun. Um. All right. So do you got the nursery fixed up yet? Oh, that's been done. Been That's done. been done for months, man. You know, so you notice this thing called nesting yeah. that pregnant women go through. Mm-hmm. I just found I out about it. Like, yeah, you definitely should know. Uh, I don't even know why I asked you. Jesus. <laughs> um, I didn't know anything about that. So, like, she would go through, like, these phases where she was, like, real panicky. Like, it got to get done. It got to get done. It got to get done. And I'm like, why? A baby doesn't care if they're sleeping on the couch or in a crib. Right. They don't care. Then I read into it. This is nesting syndrome thing. Yeah, that's okay. real. Roger that. Let me go ahead and paint this joker. Let me caulk these walls. Do this, do this, do this. So, yeah, that's definitely been done for months. I'm trying to that's make this to hear, man. easy, you know? All right. Well, that's good to hear, man. I'm glad that you got the nursery ready. Got Jackie resting easy. Is she going to take a, a leave from work or is she going to just go right back? That's what she says. Um, I'm ready for day to daycare to open, you know? You're right. I babysit your kids too, man. Be careful what you wish for. I'm going to bust you in the head, though. I'm telling you right now. I'm bust you in the head. 100 an hour each kid. Ooh. Yeah. That's a lot. Hey, I'm just saying, it's the best quality care you can get, though. Ain't nobody going to do better than me. Absolutely. You can put them on YouTube, just like throw them on the couch and they can watch it. If that's what they want. <laughs> Feed them all the ice cream their stomachs can handle. Hmm. Yeah. Send them back to you. Here you go. That don't sound good, man. <laughs> I'm out. I want a discount. Deal. All right, man. Let's go ahead and get started on this topic. Um... This is something that I've been seeing 
uh, some places and, you know, I've been shooting a little bit with you and talking to some other people and let's talk a little bit about second shooters. Mm. Oh yeah. And this is something that you will know a lot more about than I will because I never really did second shooters. I have, I mean, I've had some, but most of my weddings were just me. Um, and a lot of my commercial stuff was just me. I've hired more second people for commercials than I have for um, weddings. Mm. What about you? Interesting. No, it's definitely all my commercials were solos. I've mm. never need. I've never had a second or an assistant on a commercial shoot. Never. Really. Never. Needed I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you, like, what do they do? Just carry stuff around and help you set up stuff. No, nah, I mean you can have camera operators. You can have mm -hmm. lighting. You know, lighting people. Definitely mm -hmm. somebody carries stuff around. I'm not carrying it at all. Yeah. That's not about to happen. Yeah, I've always been a one man band when it came to that. Um that's definitely when I turned to more of the uh the videographer than the cinematographer mm -hmm. for the commercial work. Because, you know, to me I feel a, a videographer is one of uh is more of a one man band. You know, you okay. do the lighting, the the audio, the cameras. All this stuff you do that by yourself, but cinematography is more of a creative thing. So you have more time to, you know, sit back and think about things because you're only really supposed to be doing that one particular thing. Um, right. Again, that's just my my definition. Um, I'm not Webster. My name's Chaz. <laughs> um, so, I mean, could be wrong, but again, that's my opinion about it. Um, so, like you said, the camera operators, I would I would literally set up. I would do like the 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 setting up the scenes you know the background don't judge mm -hmm. me because of my background this is my office i do what i want to do up here um <laughs> no judgment um i would do i would set up like the backdrops and stuff um if i'm doing any backlighting of that i would do that i would have right. the um the chair if it's like a headshot i would have set up where i want it i'll get my focus situated um on my cameras, do the lighting and everything, make sure everything's good to go across the board, audio, press record on one camera, camera two, camera three. I would sit down, I would do the interview as well, you know, sit in my little chair, ask questions. I do that now when I do my um engagement shoots, my engagement interviews. Yeah. Same thing. Once it's done, turn them off, pack it up, head out, chop it up. That's it. That's it. It's that simple. It's like that. So let me ask you, what percentages or percentage of your weddings do you have a second shooter on? Um, it used to be, I would say like probably like 70% of my weddings I would have a second on. Right. But I've gotten so accustomed now to having a second. It's more like a hundred percent. Um with weddings, it's it's not a necessity to have a second. It's just easier to have a second, you know. Um, a lot of stuff, if you can't be there at that particular moment, like, you know, groom preps over here, bride preps over here, you can't be in two places at once. And mm -hmm. if you look at the timeline and you're not able to really swing and make both moves happen, a lot of times with the groom stuff, you can just do it when they get to the venue, you right. know. Um, but I just like the, the comforts 
of knowing that somebody's there doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and again, it's just easier. I don't have to worry about that second angle camera. Um, instead of me walking around with, you know, two monopods or a monopod and a tripod, I just have to worry about mine's and my angle. Cause my second is worrying about theirs and their angle, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a lot easier, but again, it, it costs money, you know? Some people don't have it like that. Some people don't want to have it like that. You know, they don't want to pay anybody. That's fine. That's your style. My style, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to cruise on through. Man, you know they can't hear that stupid scarecrow. <laughs> Whatever they want. Maybe they can. Maybe they did. I'm, oh, I just got a message right now. They, they heard it. Okay. Fair enough, then. <laughs> no, it's funny because uh, back when I was doing weddings, I didn't really do second shooters too much. Yeah. I just kind of was a uh, solo, but after being out of it for a little while and then coming with you, this was it last weekend we, we shot together. Yeah. Um, I saw how much easier it was. And I know I've, I've second shot with you more than once. I mean, right. many times, but after being out of it, there was some about that, that I came back and it was like, man, this is so much easier than I remember it being. Cause it's Easy, not just you. Bro. It gives you time to like settle down, slow up and focus mm-hmm. on what you're trying to do instead mm-hmm. of rushing and thinking, oh, I got to get over here. I got to get over there. You're more um, in the moment. You're more in tune with everything that's yeah. going on. Yeah. It's better. It's easy, man. Like when we, at this particular wedding, it was, so this is ideal to where the venue and the setup is ideal for one person to do by themselves. Mm-hmm. Easy. It's easy. Like the bride prep is on this side of the building. Go across the hall. Groom prep is over here. Go down this hall. The ceremony is right here. They're going to flip the ceremony room. It's reception. Everything is literally in one space. You can easily do that with one person. But Aaron came through. I was like, yo, this is where this room is. This is where this and this. Groom is going to be here. That's where Aaron was at. Until groom prep was over with. Like. It was that when groom prep is over with Roger that I'll walk around. I can get some B-roll shots of, you know, the establishment me. I'm over here with the bride. This is where bride prep is at. When that was done, I'll walk around, get some stuff, you know, and it just, it just makes it so much easier. Like I find myself being way less exhausted, you know, throughout the day. It's cool having somebody dope with you. Cause y'all, you know, you can cut up and chat or whatever throughout the wedding day. And it just, I'm just about ease with life now, man. I'm, I'm, I'm stressed and, and, you know, my adrenaline has been so high for so many years with all the different careers that I've been in. It's just like, nah, it's over with, bro. I want to yeah. go to easy right now. Yeah. As I, as I come back into this realm where, you know, I'm going to do some weddings and, you know, not a bunch, I'm not going to be Chaz Reed, but I'm going to do a couple and I'm going to hire a second shooter just because. You're right. Life's too short for all that stress. Mm-hmm. Too short. And that it kind of runs into one of your questions. Um, you know, like what's the a fair pay? You know, I'm not gonna go into detail about it, but I mean one thousand dollars. When day. I look at it, I mean I mean if we'll get into more detail about that. There's some people out there that you can get that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know. Um, but 
depending on your prices and the way it's set up, I would I would so much rather spend, you know, a couple extra hundred dollars on somebody to help me make my day easier. Right. right. The, the amount of work that you can put into this stuff is like ridiculous. And for you to ease my day, it's like priceless, practically. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. So let's go to this first question then. Um, and this is all, this whole podcast episode is on Chaz's expertise. You know, he's been to Dubai. He's been the tallest place on the planet. You know, he's looked down upon us measly <laughs> ants. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, how do you go about finding a second shooter, man? Well, I said in the question, reliable second shooter. Hmm. But how do you find any second shooter? Um, Unfortunately, it's kind of trial and error. Um, you, it's, 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 it's difficult. It's hit or miss. Okay. I'll just put it like that. Um, a lot of times when I'm looking for a second, let's say I have a, a shoot out of town or something. Um, a lot of times I'll go to social media to look for mm-hmm. somebody. Um, you know, Instagram, you can use hashtags and stuff. You can search hashtags. Um, I found a couple people that way. Uh, especially in like the Georgia area. And it turned out pretty good. You know, you got to make sure that the weddings that the, the work that you see is their work and not work that they've assisted on. Right. You know? um, that way, you know, the work that you're going to get is consistent. Um, how do you, how do you make sure of that? Do you ask them? No, you go to their website. If they don't have a website, like, okay, you got an Instagram. I'm checking out your Instagram work. Okay, this is clean. That's like test one. I want to dig a little deeper. So now I'm going to go to your website. If you if you don't have a website, you failed test two. You're not legit enough for me. Um, so if you have a website, I'm going to your website. I'm looking at your about me. Some people think about me's aren't important. If I don't see you on your about me, it's not you that I'm talking to there. So you failed mm-hmm. to me automatically. Um, some people just have words. I don't care about your words. I want to see you, you know. Unfortunately, that's okay. just the things that we're, we're really involved around. It's, it's a relationship type thing. I want to be able to see you. I want to hear about your personal stuff, and I want to see you. That way I can connect with you on a different level. Um, so after that's said and done, I, then I then contact them, and I say, hey, you know, are you available? Are you working to dope? Are you available on this particular day to second shoot? Uh, let me check my calendars. Yeah, I'm available that day. Roger that. So what are your rates? Mm-hmm. I always ask them what their rates are. Because now I'm outside of my, you know, normal crew that I work with anytime. So I need to figure out if their rates are, you know, reasonable. Um, I would say maybe within the 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 the, the range of a second shooter. Right. If they're outside of the range, I need to find out why they're outside of the range. Um, you know, some second shooters, they don't have a lot of equipment. Some second shooters don't have equipment. Mm-hmm. Um it's different rates for these things. What are you going to bring on the day of, you know, do I want to take care of audio and lighting and, you know, be the main camera and you're literally just like my safety backup. You know, those are things like that me. change the rates, you know? Um, oh my goodness. But yeah. And, and, and a lot of times you don't know if they're really, reliable or that good until afterwards mm-hmm. because with my second shooters i don't hire a second shooter to babysit you 
I'm not that that defeats the purpose. If I'm there babysitting you, I can be shooting it right beside you. Why would That's I do right. that? So I'm going to literally send you the timeline. I'm going to tell you where to be, what time to be there. That's it. I'll see you at the ceremony. Outside of that, I'm not checking up on you. I'm not saying, hey, where you at? Only time I'm doing that is when I've heard word that you're not there. Or if somebody's mm-hmm. asking, hey, what time are you coming over here? I'm not coming over there. Somebody right. else is supposed to be there. They're not there? Okay, let me figure out what's going on. But other than that, um, I expect you to shoot it like it's your like it's your wedding, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you can get experimental whenever you want to, but I need you to give me the solid usual things. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's a one-time ordeal, don't experiment on a one-time ordeal. You know? Oh, let me see if this <laughs> how this camera looks upside down during his first right. kiss. Nah, like what? <laughs> no. Keep it simple, stupid. You know? That's right. But um, any other time, you know, might be during a prep. You know, oh, let me try this shot. Not it didn't work good. Start over. Start over. That's cool. That is a thousand percent cool because you can you do that and be, you know, perfectly safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I find them. Via social media, word of mouth. Sometimes I'll text other videographers. Um, like I know some people that do stuff in like South Carolina. Sometimes I have stuff on like the edge of North Carolina, South Carolina. And I might hit them up. Yo, who who do you normally shoot with, you know, in your area? Oh, man, I work with blah, blah, blah. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So if you shoot with him and I know your work is solid, that seems to be a solid recommendation for me as well. You know? Yeah, that trust goes a long way. Yeah, your name will always travel further than you ever will. Stepdad told me that when I was like in like the fifth grade and I've never <laughs> forgot it, you know, because it's, it's just so legit, man. I've It is. It's legit. Like. I'm booking couples in 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 Chicago. Like only time I've been in Chicago is when I did a a, a connecting flight. Like I've never stepped foot in Chicago. How did you find me? Because mm-hmm. my name traveled further than I will. You know, um, that's good stuff. But yeah, how do you, how do you find them? Whenever I you do, uh, I mean, I've never found a second shooter like randomly. A new person. Yeah, I've never found a new person. I've only had people that I've known. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just know what they're about and what kind of quality you're going to get. Um, also this, I don't know why I just thought of this, but I wanted to address it on this podcast. It's totally off topic, but I saw in another group, which will remain nameless. There was a post, uh, and it was a female and she was getting a lot of hate, um, for being for, for saying that she could use a gimbal all day. I guess a lot of dudes were like ragging on her saying like women couldn't do this too. Um, but that's ridiculous, right? Yeah, I got a I got a Moza Aircross, and that thing is like a pound. Yeah, it was my I mean, old gimbal, but I mean, why can't they do that? Just for anybody listening, any of the female listeners, you can do this, no problem. I don't know what the hate was about, but trust me, it's not that hard. No, not saying that you can't do hard things, but just don't listen to those haters. We're here to encourage and empower. Potatoes um, will hate, potatoes will potate. That's right. And we ain't no potatoes around here. There you go. Um, all right. So next next question on the second shooters, Chaz. What do you look for in a second shooter? And when I say this, I know one thing that bothers me, and this goes for just about anything in life. I need people to be on time. Like if this ceremony or, you know, let's say you're getting prep, like groom prep, 
um, the other day than we, we were shooting together. It said they were getting to the whatever that place was, the country club at two thirty, um, with the photographer to start getting ready. I showed up at two. Um, you know, you, I just always like to go ahead of time. Mm-hmm. What if I got a flat tire? What if I need to stop and get something to drink? Or right. Chaz texts you and asks for a liter of water and a Red Bull. You never know right. what's going to happen. Cause it's going to um, happen. <laughs> so I always, that's big on my list is you must be on time. Right. Now I understand things happen and people run late for certain things, but if it's a, you know, more than one time thing, we gotta, we gotta talk about it. Yeah. You gotta be on time. I'm, I'm kind of like the, the corporate America job. Like if you say you had a flat and you're going to be late, you better send me a picture of that flat <laughs> tire. Cause <laughs> right? I promise you, I'll never use you again. And when you find reliable people, you use them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like all the time. Um, the army tells you if you're on time, you're late. Right. So great job showing up to formation soldier. That was good. That was really good. Um, on time, I need you to be a independent thinker. Mm-hmm. My, my briefing of instructions on a day of shooting is very simple. I don't want you to overthink. I don't want you to get too far outside of your comfort zone to where you're forgetting basic stuff. Mm-hmm. So I need a steady shot. I need an in-focus shot. That's important. I need a good white balance. Mm-hmm. You give me those three things, just those three. Matter of fact, I'll throw in a fourth one. If I want to make it easy, you can shoot in 24 frames per second the whole day. Sorry, Mike. Um, <laughs> that's all you got to worry about. Right. You can do those four things for me. You can be a second shooter. Yeah. I think it's understated in our industry. It's okay to be still. Like, you know, when I'm editing, if it's 24, I'd like to have four seconds of it without you jumbling around. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're panning, which you probably aren't doing too much on 24, I wouldn't think. But if you are, like, if it's smooth, that's cool. But if you're having some shake problems, just slow down for a minute. Chill out and just give me something I can use. Like something I can it. use is always number one. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do I read it. you give me. So here's here's the thing that I've learned watching um, like Philip White. Mm-hmm. Philip White him on doesn't. The podcast. He doesn't. He'll probably do it, too. He doesn't. The pan thing. I don't think I've ever seen a pan like period. No, he don't do it. I don't do it. If you watch movies, it's not a lot of panning in movies. It's not. The motion is in the subject. Mm-hmm. It's not in the frame itself. It's in the scene. So, and I'm not knocking all you gimbal guys. As you can see, my gimbal's right here. It's charging up. I have a gimbal. Not every shot requires um, motion in the shot itself. Aaron, your video went away. Sorry. Get it together. I'm sorry. That's two weeks in a row. Jeez Louise, man. Um, but not all shots require motion of the frame. Mm-hmm. They do require motion in the frame to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. You can shoot still things too, you know, and it adds to the story. That was my nugget of the day. I had a nugget of the day today. 
Well, it's still the nugget because you shouldn't have snitched on yourself. And it's still going to be the nugget of the day because yeah, I ain't I'm got nothing. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, I, I kind of answered my your your next question, too. Oh, you did. Thanks for that. Um, Ask me. Now, with the, with the gimbal stuff, um, I kind of have a rule of thumb in my head. If the scene has a lot of motion, then maybe it's okay to use that. Right. But if it's a stationary subject or, you know, something more still, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily need motion. Like it's got to match the energy. Right. You know, if I'm right. swooping around your makeup sitting on a counter, it just feels odd to me. Like it's too grand for not a grand makeup. Mm, makes sense. Um, makes sense. But, you know, if you've got this couple walking along a cliff, yeah, bust out the gimbal, walk beside them. That'll be sweet. Yeah. Um, but if they're like, I don't know. I feel like people just overdo it so much that it kind of, it starts to take away from the quality of the film. And I feel like it almost becomes a crutch that people could try to use too much. Yeah. Also, what you don't see a lot in good films is light leak transitions, fake lens flares, Mm -hmm. weird titles, just a heads up. That was a, that was like a disclaimer. Yeah. What's wrong with a light leak, man? I'm just kidding. I don't know. I just feel like, I mean, can you imagine watching, you know, a really good film in a theater and you just out of nowhere, no discernible light source that would cause it. And it's just like, (laughs) get out of here. Go home. So it's more or less, you don't have a problem with the light leaks. It's just the timing of the light leaks. Yeah. I mean, if you got an anamorphic lens and you got a dope flare, sweet. That's great. If you don't, you don't. It's don't okay. Just, don't just throw the light leak in the, no. on the, the, the makeup shot on the counter. Have you ever seen a light. video with sound effects in it? It's like, like a shimmer. I don't think so. I have. It's not good. <laughs> it's not a good look. Um. Oh my goodness. Shoot, I got off topic on that. <laughs> yeah, just just make them good people. Don't do too much. Keep it simple. Um, so yeah, the next question was, what kind of instructions do you give second shooters? I'm like you. I keep them pretty simple. Like, mm-hmm. hey, go over here to this place, shoot this stuff. Um, I don't. I don't really give more than that. Like, I don't tell you if I want it slow. Like, I I hope that you have an eye, so you know. Um, this should be slow motion. This should be 24. You know, if people are talking and you're capturing that audio, make it 24. Um, you know, we don't want no weird motion blur on this talking. You better tell them, man. <laughs> I don't know. I've been there, done that. <laughs> Get a joker to shoot 30 frames the whole time. You like, nah, <laughs> bro. This, this ain't how we roll. I think it's a certain amount of instructions you have to get them to match your style. Even yeah. though, you know, the shots and everything might not match your style, you at least want the frames per second to match the style, you know. Um, and and some people, just depending on the level, the level of knowledge, they might not know, like, you know, you know, double the frame rate. Um, yeah. You know, so, again, you really have to judge it based off of that person. Like, when you're talking to them, you'll catch a vibe for what they know and what they don't know. You mm-hmm. know, especially if you're like looking them in the eyes and they kind of like darting away, like, mm, I don't know about that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I might know about that one. 
then you might want to figure out if you want to, you know, be very specific. But the things that I've I've noticed that make or break, like I've hired some pretty good, you know, wedding people that I've known of. And it's the minor mistakes that throw everything off, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I first got started, I hired a guy that was doing weddings too. And, you know, I hired him. I don't even think I hired him to do like groom prep or anything. I remember him having the camera angle for the groom. Um, His white balance was way off. These are things you wouldn't think you need to tell somebody. Like, you know, his shirt isn't yellow. You should change it. Um, But it wasn't even that. It was, he was out of focus. Mm. Like, certain things you can't fix in pose. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can fix some white balance, but you can't fix focus. You can kind of finesse the white a little bit, but. A little bit. Although that's why, that's one mistake that kind of got me lazy. Um, Shooting in raw, B raw on the black magic. I was going to say that. Because I can change it in post. Sometimes I forget to even look at it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the first thing, one of probably the first thing I look at before I even press record is my white balance. Um, Sony's pretty good with auto white balance. They are. But you you get in some spots where it's kind of tricky and you definitely have to dial it in. Or you have to figure out, you know, you have to set up the white balance and tab over and whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, if you just get me in a general area, to me, whites are whites. Like, yeah. it's very simple. It whites is. are whites. If the white isn't white, then it ain't then right. It ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, man. All right, so that's that's good info. What kind of equipment, Chaz? If I'm if I want to shoot with Chaz Reed Films, what kind of equipment would you expect me to have? Um, at a minimum. Or does that depend? Like if yeah. I'm willing to second shoot for thirty dollars, does that change the thing? Yeah. So again, the the higher your rate, the more you better bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, I've paid I've paid people anywhere from twenty five to you know, a hundred dollars an hour, hundred dollars an hour. That's like, man, I don't even know if a doctor makes a hundred dollars an hour. You know what I'm saying? But if that's what you're asking, if, if you're the person to name your price, your equipment needs to match your pricing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Don't come to me asking a hundred dollars. You got a, a, right, a, a T2I and <laughs> Like the kit lens, and you got a road mic, a, a three hundred dollar road mic that you got on top. Like, yeah, man, nah, what? Get out of my face! You're wasting my time. But what if they're a real pro just testing you? So if you're a real pro and you're just testing me, I'm gonna test you because <laughs> I'm not the one to be tested. Okay, there we go. You're the one um, paying the bills, right? So if you're the real pro and you coming at me and you say my rate is this. I'm going to ask you, okay, what type of equipment do you have? And if you say, okay, I got two of these, one of these, blah, 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 blah. All right. If I'm paying you a hundred dollars an hour, what I'm expecting of you, I'm expecting you to cover, you know, groom prep. You have multiple lenses. You have a good quality camera. 
Um, I might also be expecting you to run audio. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be able to mic up people. I don't have to worry about you doing that part. You're going to mic up the groom, the officiant at a minimum. Um, I might have, I might ask you, you know, if you got lights as well, because mm-hmm. you got to understand a hundred dollars an hour. That's a lot. It's not cheap. That's a lot. You know what I'm saying? Especially in like North Carolina. You know, I can't speak right. for like New York. Like y'all might be like 300 an hour or something fancy, but here in the country, you know, <laughs> hundred an hour, that's really good money. Um, I would say like, usually the average going rate is like probably like 50, 50 to maybe 75 an hour, 50 to 75 an hour. You got a good camera. You have a backup just in case you have multiple lenses, like a wide, um, a tight and, you know, like a medium type joint, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you might have a drone too. You might, it's not a requirement, but it's just a plus. Um, you got, you got sticks, you got a monopod. I mean, that's really it. That's all you really need. It sounds like if you want to be a quality second shooter, get hired more than once and get paid decently, then you need to be able to do a wedding. Like if this was your own wedding, you should be able to handle it. Right. Right. That makes sense. My, My second, my seconds, if I hire you as a second, there should be no, no no difference in the pressure of you shooting the groom or you shooting the bride. You know what I'm saying? I know, I know a photographer. He hires seconds, and I've seen where his seconds shoot better than he does. And all of his seconds that he hires shoots the bride. He mm. never shoots the bride. I've never seen him shoot a bride when he hires a second. But I see the work that his seconds do. And then I see the work that he does and it's better than him. So I know he's wow. paying them top dollar. You know what I'm saying? He has to be, but that makes sense. I mean, it's funny when you mentioned that, um, me and Chaz were at this wedding last weekend and we sat down, we grabbed a drink and we sat over on this window ledge, start flipping through clips. What do we find Chaz? Man, that was like the craziest <laughs> thing ever. I would have never imagined in a million years that me and Aaron could be sitting down beside each other at a wedding where we're shooting completely separate apart from not even talking most of the day, like not even saying anything and we're comparing clips and they're like almost the same. Like that joint was so mind blowing. It was like, Oh man, I shot this and we're like strolling. And then I'm like, hold up. That looked like my shot too. And like I'm strolling and we're looking at like the thumbnails on the cameras and then we would play them and be like, yo, that's crazy. Like dude, that's, that's what you need, man. That's, that's really what you need. I mean, it was so similar. Like it could have looked like we switched memory cards. Yeah. It was, it was so similar on some of the shots. My editor team is going to probably be like, why did they do the same thing? Like, yeah, like, like, were y'all standing the, together? The same thing. It looked like a, a camera comparison video. Like, <laughs> that, that was it. It's like where they got them rigged up right beside each other. Yep, exactly. That's what it looked like. 
But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. You know, if you're going to be a second shooter, now I'm not saying you have to start this way, but if you want to get consistent jobs and um, get consistent pay, you should be able to run a wedding uh, like it's your own. Now, as far as finding second shooters, that's what you need to look for. You need to mm-hmm. look for somebody who maybe has done some of their own weddings. Mm-hmm. If they're asking a good rate and if they're not asking a lot and, you know, they don't have a lot to bring to the table just yet. Maybe they're just getting started out, just learning. Mm-hmm. Um, look for people who are willing to work hard, willing to listen. And, you know, they're not trying to scoot outside, talk on the phone, texting all day. Um, unless it's you, maybe they're texting you about something. Yeah. But they should be present. Uh, you know, they should be active and they should be trying. Right. Um, so let's say it's 2021. We got this pandemic stuff going on still. How does somebody get into second shooting right now? How did I get into second shooting? Mm-hmm. Um, second shooting. Second shooting is like, let me get my mic straight on this real quick. So I gave me a lot of get your mic straight. All right, buddy. All that racket. What in the world? Shut your mouth, young man. <laughs> um, <laughs> second shooting is like you're already signed to the NBA. But now you're like getting paid for practice. Okay. So when I started second shooting, I was pretty active on like the filmmaker wedding pages in my area. Mm-hmm. I know when I'm looking for a second, that's probably one of the first places I'm gonna go just to post it and see who's available. Right. I was I was one of those guys. I was like, hey, I'm available. Here's my website. Boom, boom, boom. And you kind of just sit back and wait or you slide them a, you know, a message or something. There's nothing you can really sit back and kind of wait to fall in your lap. You kind of have to be active when it comes to that particular thing. Mm-hmm. Um, some people can sit back and wait, but most most of the time when if you're in a particular if you're in a situation where you can sit back and wait you're probably already too busy anyways you know somebody probably saw you working they're like hey can you are you available in this day probably not right you know um i think i found some gigs from craigslist back in the day shoot is that still a thing um i don't really know i haven't been is on craigslist Craig still doing some, it some years now not me either. But I remember going up there and it was somebody they had a thing posted they were looking for a second shooter. Matter of fact, a gig that I found off Craigslist when I first started, it was in um it was in Charlotte. It was a New Year's Eve wedding. Mm. It was a black tie event and um it was a black tie wedding at a Catholic um church in Charlotte. And this guy had a thing. Hey, we need a second. Send me, you know, your work, your equipment list. So I said to him, he saw my work and he called me and he hired me to do it. And um, they paid me like 400 bucks. 
I was like, man, 400. I don't even think at this time I got paid $400 for a wedding yet. <laughs> but this same company reached out to me earlier this week asking if I was available to shoot something for them. Of course, it's they don't know about the, the the price increase on things, but I was booked on the day, so I couldn't help them out oh, anyways. I get it. But um, it's still, it's, it's crazy because it's 2021. This was like 2015. Wow. They still remembered me, still had my number. Hey, Chaz, are you available on this day? We need a second shooter, blah, blah, blah. I tried to find them a guy, but they ended up finding somebody before I was able to reach out to anybody else. But I mean. It's funny. I had the same thing happen this year. Mm-hmm. Um, this has probably been like a month ago. I shot a clip. I mean, it's been a while. It was an interview clip. And then, you know, I sent it to them. They paid me. Everything was cool. It was for another company. They asked me to go shoot it. Um, and then they texted me. I was like, I didn't know you still have my number. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, are you available today? We had somebody back out and need somebody to shoot. I wasn't, but I was like, it's kind of the same thing. Like, they mm-hmm. remember. It goes back to it, man. Your name will travel further than you ever will. Mm. We got two nuggets today. Today, Mm-mm. Just one from you, bro. Just one? All right. Mine are like tadpoles in the pond. All right, buddy. Yours are like yours are like water toads or whatever they're called. I don't even know what ones. that is. No, a bullfrog. A bullfrog. Yeah. yeah big your, ones. Yours the bullfrog. I'm like the tadpoles. That's all. Nah. Um, do you think we should get into this next topic or... I mean, we're at 53 minutes. Should we cut it off and save it? Nah, man, that's a whole different podcast right there, bro. I, well, I feel like after getting into this one, we should save that. I wasn't sure how long we'd go on the first ones. Yeah, you thought I was going to talk fast and be short with it. Nah, bro. Uh, well, I mean, I thought you'd be like, Facebook, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think we should save that one, too. Yeah, so that's I a guess, deep one. That's way deeper than this one. Yeah, I didn't even write all the questions out on that one. Or maybe I did, but I don't think I sent them to you. At least I know the subject now, and I can help add to it. There we go. Um, well, I guess, you know, without further ado, it's time for the Nugget of the Day. Chaz, it's time the Nugget of the Day. The Nugget of the Day, man. The Nugget of the Day. The Nugget of the Day, man. The Nugget of the Day. All right, I guess I'll do the Nugget of the Day. Usually this is a Chaz Reed thing, but it's not a big nugget. It's just a, a pet peeve nugget, and I feel like most people don't realize this is even an option. When you're taking B-roll, and we were kind of talking about it a little earlier, you know, especially, so one thing that I like to do, sorry, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. When I'm doing a film, especially a wedding film, I want to capture the environment that all these people are celebrating in. You know, these these couples, they're paying for flowers, decorations all over this building, maybe multiple buildings. Mm -hmm. And those things often get overlooked. Mm -hmm. But if I'm going back or if someone else is watching it, they're going to want to see this stuff. Or Mm -hmm. I would want them to see it if it was mine. This whole environment set the mood kind of, you know what I mean? Um, If you're watching a movie, they show that dark alley because they want to set that mood. They they want the audience to know what's going on what vibe they're trying to put off so get b-roll of the environment and instead of gimbal shotting around everything or 
I don't know if any, anybody's bringing sliders to weddings these days. Whatever kind of equipment you're bringing, it's not always necessary. You might want a couple grand shots, but for a lot of them, just a, a quick clip will do. Um, and that's where my nugget comes in. When you want a quick clip of maybe it's jewelry, maybe it's shoes, it could be a watch, um, anything where nothing in the frame is moving, just take a picture. It's that simple. I think all the NLEs, I know Final Cut, DaVinci, you could just drop a picture in there, put it to whatever length you want, bada bing, bada boom, you're done. Easy. It's easy. You don't have to be as still. It's quicker. Um, you know, a lot of times you can have, I know like Chaz, he carries two cameras. If you've got a wide on one, you can get up close, snap that shot, you're done. You don't have to spend that 10 seconds trying to get stable and focusing and all that. Just and it's over. Um, and you know, they could be, you could stretch them out. You can make them short. You can do whatever you want, but if there's nothing in the frame moving, the nugget is just take a picture and move on. It's that simple. And it's always completely still. There's never shake, no stabilization needed. I don't need to do noise reduction, nothing. It's just done. That boy's good. That's it. That boy, that boy is good. That boy is good. I'm going to show up to, uh, that next wedding I'm shooting with you with a, I'm going to get the oldest camera I can find. I'm going to get one with a VCR tape in it. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to be out here like this. Okay. Go for it. I'm going to do it. Go for it. Long as it's in it. Long as it's in at least 1080. Whenever you find a VCR camcorder that can record 1080, you are more than welcome to bring that big hunk of trash to the wedding. I still got one. I believe you. It's uh, it's big. It's got a light on the front of it, mm-hmm. um, and it's real big. Somebody's opening my door. It's not bad, but it's definitely not 1080. Not at yeah. all. No, we might can do some uh, behind the scenes with that or something. I don't know. Also, the Keep battery don't work. work. You got to plug it in. You got to stay next to a wall. Well, you definitely ain't using it. None <laughs> of my stuff there. Good try, though, my friend. You're going to do one of your hand signals. You're going to be like, hey, go shoot that. And I'm like, sorry, man, the plug-in is right here. I can't move. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to be like stretching it. Maybe bring an extension cord with me with a power strip. There you go. Yeah, I got it. I like that. Yeah, we're going to make it good. Don't worry. All right, cool. What else you got for the audience today, Chaz? I got nothing, man. The sun is going down. It is. It's getting dark in there. Getting sleepy. You're going to get some thigh stop today? Nah, man, I had it yesterday, man. I think I had it like twice this week. Dang, it's good, though. It is, man. Nice, crispy skin. Now, I had some Jersey mics before we started, so I'm good. Oh, okay. I haven't ate. Uh, I had a peanut butter sandwich this morning. That's it. Get you something to eat, bro, please. I will. But everybody listening, we love you. We thank you for all the downloads and the love. Um, as some of you may know, we are now on TikTok and Instagram. Go follow us, story over everything. You know, drop us a like, drop us a comment, share some love, whatever it might be. It's fun. We're going to start adding more content and all that. Now that we've got the video podcast, we can chop it up, leave little nuggets here and there, and we'll be recording some extra stuff uh, also for those. So, yeah, keep a, keep an eye out there if you want to get some fun stuff. And I don't think, I think that's it, right? Nothing else? That's it, bro. All right. We love you. And as always, Peace.